Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I'm Jen Romolini. And Jen, there was an earthquake. There was. There was an earthquake. I think they were calling it a hurricane, um, you know, because <laughs> we're just making up new weather now. Yeah, it was a um like we were really fortunate. I live on I live on a hill in a in a creaky old house, but sometimes sometimes living on a hill is beneficial. And um we were really fortunate with how much rain LA got yesterday. Um we are recording this a week before it comes out. And yesterday was this big uh, tropical storm in California and Mexico, uh, Hurricane Hillary. And there was an earthquake, but I'll tell you, I didn't even feel it. Really? No, I didn't feel it. It was, it was, there was so much going on. It was just like, oh, batting down the hatches and it's raining everywhere. And like Sunset Boulevard is flooded. And, you know, it, it was just like, I didn't even, it was like, oh, there was an earthquake too. I didn't even feel it. Yeah. You know that they are they're um recording the seismic activity at some Taylor Swift concerts? No, I did not know that, but that is interesting. And and apparently like there was they did it in Seattle and there was one very famous football play that happened in the stadium mm-hmm. and the crowd reacted incredibly loudly and there was seismic movement or however you call it and the Taylor Swift seismic activity was like double that. Wow. I mean, that makes sense. You didn't go to, you didn't go to the, the, I didn't go. I've certainly watched a lot of it on social media and, and there's a, you know, the same part of me that wish I'd gone to Harry Styles, wish I'd gone to see Taylor Swift, but a ticket would be lost on me, you know, because I'm not like a fanatic. I just, I think the spectacle looks pretty fascinating. The spectacle does look fascinating. And, and, you know, I, I don't want to be critical, no judgment to anybody. I understand you have kids and, and you want to give them the best life possible. But the fact that people were spending $1,700 for a ticket, $1,000 for a ticket, um, 
you know, bringing their daughters. And so we're at a $2,000 expense to see a Taylor Swift concert. There's something so wrong about that to me. It's not, not wrong to go, but the fact that the tickets are that much money and what that means, like sort of like who that leaves out of, it just, it just feels, there's something really icky about it to me. And I understand, I saw many moms take their daughters and just like, you know, the joy in the kids' faces. And I understand wanting to give that to your kid, but the fact that it's so inaccessible to the majority of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, there's something about it just feels really just ick to me, but uh, you know, I mean, good for Taylor, good for Beyonce, good for Barbie movie, good, good for women making so much money this year, but you know, something about it just fucking our ticket system is broken. Yeah, no, the ticket system does appear to be broken. Did you see that they're now charging 230? I saw $235 for a listening ticket to Beyonce, and that is a ticket for the parking lot. Are you serious? I saw this. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I saw this like pop up in something. So maybe it's like a hope, but like I just saw it this morning. I'm not fact checked, but I would not be fucking surprised. This is where we're no, at. I wouldn't. Well, because some of the footage, the Taylor Swift footage I've watched is um, people dancing in the parking lot and outside of the stadium. So maybe Beyonce's people saw that and saw dollar signs. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't think it's Beyonce's people. I think it's the people on these venues or the ticket. Pe- I don't know. I don't know. But this is a broken system. And it's 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 not OK that that, that tickets are a thousand dollars. Like that's not the way it sh- this is not the way music live music should be. No, it's really true. I agree with you. It's not, but, um, there's just me on my, on my soapbox again. (laughs) Um, let's get back to something simple. When we got on this morning, I said, you look very pretty today. And you said there's a specific reason for that. And I want to know what it is. I'm wearing a color. Oh, (laughs) I'm wearing a color. I put, I have this dress. I bought it at the number six sample sale a number of years ago. I've never worn it a lot. I didn't think it was especially flattering on me. I put it on the other day. I tried it on and Paul and, and Walden were both like, that looks really nice on you. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, I do look really nice. It's because black isn't next to my face. That's right. You know, I it, it really made me realize it's true. When you reach a certain age, you've got to be careful of the black clothes close to your face. I knew this and yet I keep doing it. I, yeah, I, I've been wearing a lot of white lately. Like I have, um, I have like a white jumpsuit. I just been wearing a lot of white and, and light colors, light blue, white. It just, it makes a huge difference. And then I put black on the other day and I was like, ew, like I look very like shadowy. Like it is not, it's not as good. It's, it's weird because I loved black my whole life. Me too. And it's also the easiest way to dress. You got a black top, you got a black bottom, you're set, you have an outfit. Yeah. But I need like from you, somebody who's very adept at mixing colors and working with color. I need some baby steps. Okay. All right. I mean, I think you just find, you just pick things that you think look pretty. Like, I think, I think that that's just, and then, you know, it's still the same thing. It's still the same shapes of the clothes. Like the the shape of the clothes has to, it's not like by going for color, you're wildly going into things that are proportions that don't look good on you. You still pick the right proportions for your, your, your body. Um, I just always just pick things that look pretty to me that I think are interesting. I just always pick things like I already have. We all do, though. We all do that a little, right? It's not yeah. just me. 
Yeah, we all do. I mean, although I've been in, I'm wearing like a, a peachy, orangey, rusty kind of color. And I never used to wear this color. And I've been suddenly into it. I've been into it in lip color. I've been into it in um, clothes. It's just a new color for me. I think it makes me look um, tan. <laughs> <laughs> you look fabulous. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I'm wearing, I'm wearing white overalls. Somebody emailed me this week and they were like, okay, tell me about overalls. And I'm like, I don't know if I should. Like, I <laughs> Frankly. Exactly. I don't know if this is a good, this is a good idea. Well, you know, I used to think like overalls, like I have very few rules about what you can wear past 40. And overalls was absolutely one of the very few things I thought after 40, you don't wear them. But I, I think I have seen the error of my ways because so many women like them and find them comfortable and flattering. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've taken that one off the very short list. Well, I thought the jumpsuits were going to be a fleeting. I thought they were going to be a fleeting style. Like when I started buying them, I don't know, six, seven years ago, I thought that this is, this is not going to last. I'm going to buy a couple of these and then they're just going to, I'm going to look at them in my closet and be like, Oh God, this is why did I ever buy this? But actually the jumpsuit has some real staying power. The jumpsuit, I would call, I would, I would argue it's a new classic. Yeah. For, like, like yeah. clogs before them. Yes. Yes. And I, you know, I really, oh, I'm glad we're talking about fall fashion. I have, so I looked through, yesterday was this rainy day here. I took a full day off. You know, I never take a day off. I took the whole day off. I just looked through, I took a very mild edible, which doesn't have to be a part of this conversation, but it is. <laughs> and I just looked through fashion magazines all day. You got, you bought, you went out and bought fashion magazines. Well, I had, I had tea and I had mm -hmm. Vogue. Right. So, um, I, I will say the tea is an excellent magazine. Like I is really, it? I really have not looked at it in so long. Me neither. And this fashion, this, you know, I guess it wasn't the whole day I looked at magazines. I did other things. I went for a walk. I cooked, whatever. But, um, I looked through the women's fashion, um, it's the August 30th, August 20th. It couldn't be August 30th because that hasn't happened yet. It's the August 20th um, issue. And I was like, oh, I really like looking at all of these ads. All, they had a, a lot of really good fashion ads and, mm -hmm. and had a lot of good fashion features. I was like, I'm interested in this. And from this, I put together what would be my fantasy fall wardrobe. Okay. I want to hear. You want to hear it? Okay. I think white button downs are looking especially good right now, like a really, or even like a funky architectural white button down, any kind of white button down, white button down. Totally. Right. I want to get a, um, a leather skirt. Madewell has a good, good one. That's pretty well priced for leather for what it is. It's a straight skirt. Mm -hmm. It's on the longer side. It's, it's, it, it looks really good. I think leather skirts are really interesting this season. I, you know, mini with tights underneath it, straight or even like a little A-line. I think an A-line with a pleat. Some people, I can do that sometimes. Pleather, I don't care if it's real leather, um, yeah. but that's, that's on my list. I also saw this red silk, like midi skirt or meaty skirt, which I thought looked was really nice. Um, I want to get back into a pointy shoe. Like a, really? fla a flat or a kitten heel, a pointy shoe or a flat. Do you know what I did the other day? What? Speaking of things, yes. um, I gave all my clogs away. Whoa, whoa. 
To whomst? I gave all my clogs away to a former student of Paul's named Sophie, who I'm very fond of. And on tour, they were going to Denmark. And she said, I want to buy some clogs in Denmark. I was like, what size are your feet? Because I got clogs for you. I can't wear them anymore. Oh, my God. Like, they hurt my feet. So, I mean, I can wear them by this company Magnified because they put little rubber inserts in them so the sole moves. But wooden soles are no longer a thing for me. So I just filled up a big trash bag with all my clogs, even my beautiful gold, perfect Rachel oh, Pony ones. Oh, my gave God. Gave them all away. Sophie must be so happy. Sophie, Sophie. I think she was happy. Oh, my God. That is amazing. No, wooden shoes are done. I've even started getting like a little bit of like um, numbness and pain on the bottom of my feet, depending on the shoes. Like that's I'm at that age now. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. It. Uh, my sister-in-law wore like discovered clogs, wore them all the time, and got plantar f- fasciitis in short order. Anyway, I want to hear the rest of your okay. list, but okay. I wanted to tell you. Yes, about no. That. So, so anyway, so pointy toe. I can wear like a pointy toe kitten heel, and sometimes I think that can look cute with like tights and a skirt. Like I think that can really, or like even like a, a like a, a sheer black stocking. Like oh, I think it can be very sexy. Um, because I also <laughs> watched the Jane. Birkin movie by Agnes Varda. It's an old, old mm-hmm. movie from 1988. And everything Jane Birkin wears in this movie is she's turning 40. So that's what the whole movie is about. Like she's turning 40 and looking at her life and whatever. And so it's a it's a woman of 40s a, uh, style. So it's, but every, any, everything is impeccable. Everything like mm-hmm. the houndstooth blazer, the the exact right color blue cardigan, the button downs, the you know it's mm-hmm. all good. So anyway, so that was also a style for me. I want to get a big black pair of pants, like wide leg black pants. Mm-hmm. I think those are looking real. Those just those crazy wide leg black pants, almost like a palazzo, but not quite. I think they yeah. look really good right now. Not for you. Yeah, I will. T- I I think they're for somebody with a little height. Yeah. So they're good for you. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe they're I I I'm I'm like tall enough. I'm five six, which is tall without really being tall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my legs are not long. Okay. Like if I could if I could really change one thing about my appearance that you can't change, it would be I would give myself longer legs. Okay. Okay. Because okay. then you can wear the flowy dresses and the flowy palazzo-ish pants. Yeah, I I I am tall. That is, that is a, that is a thing. But anyway, so those pants, I saw something of those and I was like, those are good. And those don't have to be expensive and they can be really comfortable because you can even get them with an elastic waist at the top and nobody will ever know. Um, I want a giant wool coat. I Mm -hmm. want one of those, like one of those big, there's no reason for me to wear this, but like, I want one of those like eighties Michelle Pfeiffer in every movie, like one fine day, Mm -hmm. like just like a big black or or camel hair big mm-hmm. coat maybe double breasted oh, you would look great blondes look great in camel hair coats maybe double breasted maybe not but just a big wool overcoat like the the, the 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 they're really looking excellent right now and you can find a lot of them on ebay from the 80s they're they're not that expensive you can find them for like a hundred bucks um and a bucket bag a bucket bag a bucket bag i mean this is my dream if i was if i was still living in new york and I was, or I was going to a job every day and I lived in a, in a winter, in a climate where it got cold. This would be, this would be my wardrobe. Oh, and I want a pair of blue jeans for the first time in years. I want, I'm going to track down a perfect pair of blue jeans. Please share that with us when you do, because I need some jeans and 
uh, it's impossible. It's impossible to shop for jeans if you're not if you know if you're not under a certain size. It's just an exercise in humiliation. Even if you are, it doesn't matter your size because they just don't fit right. It's like if you have it's a, it just it doesn't. You have to try them on, and it's it's. But I'm going to find them because I want to wear a pair of blue, a really good blue jean with a belt, with a button down, with a blazer, and a pair of brown boots, and I am. That is good. That dream is going to happen to me, <laughs> even if it's 75 degrees when it happens or 90, it's going to happen for me. Like I, I, I saw it and it's happening. Um, but yeah, it's very 17, 17 magazine back to school issue, 1979. That that's me. That's, that, that's the land I live in, man. <laughs> <laughs> I never left. Um, yeah. Oh okay. You, anything you are wanting though, that's my whole, I think that's my whole thing for uh fall leather, white button downs, big coats, blue jeans, pointy shoes. Well, the, I mean the deficit in my wardrobe, which those of you who've been around for a little while will remember was the, um, moth apocalypse that happened in my closet. Oh my God. That's destroying right. most of my sweaters. So I have about three that are in very high, you know, when it's cold out or in high rotation, but I need to add a couple sweaters and I want to get a sweater by this brand called Organic by John Patrick. Mm, mm. He makes, um, he makes beautiful, I have two of his sweaters and they're not cheap, but they're cashmere and they're like thick cashmere. The ones I have are. Oh, nice, nice. And I have like a crew neck that's black and they have a crew neck that's gray. And I want to get the gray crew neck. But see, this is the problem. Yes, go like, ahead. This is how I branch out. Like I go from like, I have this sweater. <laughs> I'll get the exact same thing in a super unexciting color. This is the problem. Why is why don't you just branch out? What is the fear? Because I I bought a I bought a red button down shirt this year, a red cotton button down. All right, that's from a brand sounds I love, great. From a <laughs> brand I love called Cali Dreaming. They make great button downs. And um I never wear it. I just never wear it. I don't like how it looks if I wear it with black pants. I don't like how it looks if I wear it with khakis. It's okay. just like, it's not right. All right. I don't have a, I don't know what to do with it. Well, then maybe be just satisfied that you have found what works for you. Like maybe that's just it. Like maybe it's just, maybe I just need to get kicky kerchiefs like yeah. you sometimes wear. Oh, I love a kicky kerchief. There's, there's, oh man, I will add a kerchief to anything. Um, <laughs> do you know what brand is back that is making a comeback this year? Um, a spree. Really? Yes. Yes. They I have. wasn't sure. I, I knew they ever went away. They're like Benetton. Like they must exist somewhere in the world still, but not here. Well, I don't know. There's There was an ad in, in T Magazine that I really obviously poured over that magazine that said uh, the comeback tour, Esprit the comeback wow. tour. And I was like, oh, I like <laughs> I'd like to know. Speaking of Benetton, that Benetton is one of the brands you can get surprisingly cheap on eBay. Really? Like you can really find a lot of good Benetton shit on eBay. There's this really, I found it's on my watch list, but I haven't bought it, but there's this sweater with um, like a gray sweater with like these kind of really cool pink roses on it, like a pink rose print. That's a Benetton sweater that I think would look good with a button down under it and a pair of jeans and a pair of black Chelsea boots. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Benetton, you can get Benetton's a, a weird brand that you can get. Like I'm talking like $20. Really? Yeah. Um, but Esprit's back, which I don't know. I don't even know if I liked Esprit. I had an Esprit suit, I think. No, I had a Benetton suit. 
I had I had some Esprit stuff. I for sure bought some Esprit stuff mm-hmm. in my early 20s. I think that was one of my brands. They had a fun ad campaign. Yeah. Right? Wasn't that their thing? They had like real people looking like glamorous and down to earth at the same time. I can't tell because that might have been Benetton. They've sort of like, I've blended them together in my mind. Yeah. No, I understand that. Like if they, if, if there was like a test before us, like Benetton or Esprit, I would be like, they just look the same. <laughs> like, it's true. If we had to identify actual garments. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. Wow. That would be a fun test. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick break from some ads. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin, and I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry leading sustainability. It it meets, sorry, all of the industry leading sustainability standards. You know, I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Uh, Okay. So you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. Okay, I have a question for you. Go. Do you do you ever I mean I know how you're gonna answer this. Okay. Do you do you ever experience a lot of anticipatory anger? Like you'll think about a situation with another person 
that, and you know, you'll think about like things about them that annoy you. Then you think about a situation and the argument and you like play out the argument and you get totally pissed off at this person before they've ever done anything wrong. Yes. I mean, my, um, my, my access to anger is, (laughs) is is right there. It can happen with any, (laughs) um, yeah, I, I think I understand what you're saying. Like, for example, I'm going to have, like, for example, if I'm having, to, I don't want to get into specifics, so I'm trying to think of a way around it. Um, I know, and I'm trying not to tell, like, be specific either. So I think what we're talking about is projections onto reality. Like, you know, this is not, this is not necessarily what will happen, but I'm, I have anticipatory anger, anxiety, um, a doom, a feeling of doom. This will never work out. Um, what, why do you, why do you ask this? Because I've been spinning my wheels about something this week. Okay. Okay. And I try to remember this advice someone once gave me when I was very upset. It's a behavioral thing. They say, don't get on the train. Like you get on the train, the wheels move faster and faster. The engine goes like you, you get yourself all worked up. Yeah. And you just have to like not get on the train, make a yeah. decision to not get on the train and not follow all of your anger and resentment and 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 fear or whatever it is to that place. Yes. I I I hear that. Something something similar that I was thinking about this week was I was imagining like I have a lot of things that are up in the air right now, right? Just like totally like, oh, maybe this will like I have a book coming out next, like what's going to happen with that? Like I have a lot of things that I unknowns, let's say, right? And I was starting to get excited imagining the best thing, the best outcome that could possibly happen, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. well, what if this all went well? Like, what if I still haven't heard about that job? What if I got that job? And what if, the, you know, what if the book's decently received? And like, I was starting to imagine, I was starting to like have like a positive fantasy about my future. And I mm-hmm. went into an immediate panic because I yep. only ever imagine the worst. Because it feels like, and it feels like anticipating the best is like you're gonna jinx it. It's it just like it just feels like I never I never expect the best. No, me neither. Like me it, neither. And and it's the same thing. It's magical thinking. It's like yeah. I can't I can't think of, I can't talk about that. I'll make this bad thing not happen. I'll make this good thing not happen. Yeah, I can't even imagine it for myself. I can't even imagine a positive outcome. I know it's, it's, it, it, it's like, I, I really admire people who, who can manifest or feel like they can manifest, you know, I am going to think about this good thing until it happens to me. Like that just feels so vulnerable making to me. I just, it's like, it, it gets into like all kinds of like weird guilt and shame. And it's just, it's and fear. And it just gets into some real fucked up shit for me, imagining the best. And also it just, I mean, what we're talking about in, in all cases is I think future tripping, right? Just like you're, you're tripping about the future, whether it's going to be negative, whether this interaction you're having anticipatory, like anger and frustration about being with a person or you're having like, Oh, maybe it'll just be a dream and I'll be so happy. That's still, (laughs) both things are keeping you from the present, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in a way that's, that's what I was on. I was on like a few, I was on a positive future trip, but it felt almost as bad as a negative future trip. Yeah. Because those, because those grooves in our brain are not very well worn. No, 
No, no, you know, no. Like the Zen masters, those grooves in their brain are really well worn and they know how to be happy and they know how to wish the best for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I've been saying no, like, even though I'm constantly bitching about not going anywhere, I've been saying no to a lot of things lately. Like I was mm-hmm. like, well, I was potentially going to go camping and I was like, oh no, I don't want to, I don't that, I don't want to go camping in that location. I know that's going to be dusty and dirty. Like, I don't care how nice it is and how pleasant the experience is with like 13 year olds. I just like shut it down. Yeah. And I don't want to be a person who shuts down too many things because I know too much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I already have done the experience of camping with children. It's horrifying. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) And if I did not know that, I would be like, yay, camping. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, Are you are you worried about returning to real life? Because you kind of had like a not real life summer. Um, a little bit, a little bit. You know, I've um. I've set myself up with this sub stack to write a lot, yeah. you know, so that there are only three shopping posts a week. And then once a week, everybody gets something written by me. And then on Friday they get the links. And, um, I, so I have to keep writing, you know, I have to keep writing. People have like pledged money to like read my writing and now I, I have to keep it up. So I do feel some anxiety about that. Yeah. I've never been able to, I've never been able to do that. I've never been able to do that consistently. I get too anxious. I get too anxious. I, I'm so proud of you that you're doing it. It's really scary to do that. It is a little scary to do that. It is. And 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 you know, sometimes then commenters will leave comments that are critical and I'll be like, mm, they're kind of right. Yeah, they're kind of right, you know, and when they're kind of right, it just it kind of feels shitty, you know, and you don't want to respond and say you're right. Well, it's also this. Right. Of course. Well, I mean, I do. I just want to respond and be like, you're right. I, too, think I'm a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) How did you know when you've never even met me? (laughs) Exactly. How do you think it feels inside here? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said. When I, I wrote that thing about the Vogue cover, yeah, and somebody said, "I think they all look very pretty," <laughs> and another woman said underneath it, "I thought they looked beautiful." There's nothing wrong with this cover. I hope those models don't read the comments. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure they're not gonna. No, 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 they're not coming to your Substack to read the comments. No, the thing is, especially coming up as writers, the way we did. Writing in the way that people write now is so different and it is, you know, there's no, there's no nets, there's no safety nets, right? There's nobody, there's no collaboration. There's nobody saying, oh, wait, you didn't land this completely. We stretch this out here. Oh, you know, I mean, down to like the commas, like making sure the commas are right, you know? And I, I find it, it's why I've never been successful as like a sub stacker or whatever, any of these people, because I just find it so overwhelming to be like, oh my God, have I gotten everything right? Oh, is this, is this idea right? Are these sentences right? Are the, you know, all I of know. it. Is my nut graph working? Yes. Like all the things that we thought about when we were writing. No, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And I feel like I should have more freedom to write in a, in a different kind of way on, on Substack, but at the same time, I'm a, I'm a prisoner of all those years of training. 
Well, I mean, but also it made you a better writer. I mean, the, the writers who write today, many of them are only as good as they are out of the gate because they didn't have that kind of rigor with their writing, you know? Yeah. And they're totally comfortable with whatever. It's just like blah, 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 blah. And it's fine. But I read some of these sub stacks, you know, and I'm like, that, that shit's too long. That is eight paragraphs yeah. too fucking long. Yeah, I, I'm actually surprised at how long people write on Substack. They go on and on and on and on and on. I am too. I, I just could never. I would, every paragraph feels like I'm walking naked in like in the, in the high school. <laughs> like, why would I walk naked for longer? <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of high school. Go. I watched an adorable new show. Oh, bring it. It's on Netflix. It's called Heartstopper. Mm. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. It is a it is a teen. It's a teen show, mm-hmm. or it, it 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 involves teenagers, and the main character is this adorable little out gay boy. Okay. Okay. And it's it's like it, it's a like a romance. Oh. And it is it is so sweet, and it is so funny. And it's on Netflix, Heartstopper. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Heartstopper. I I watched a show called, um, it's a documentary. It is one of the best things I've seen in the longest time. It is called, I think it's called The Telemarketers or Telemarketer. <gasps> I, I, saw, I saw the trailer for this. People have been talking about this because it doesn't sound interesting. No, it doesn't. It does, sounds not interesting at all. And yet it is the most interesting because it is, it is about... Um, like the first telemarketers and what a fucking scam telemarketing is. But also they were just in this wild office in like the early 2000s. And like people were doing drugs, like it just people were doing like heroin in this office. And like, it was just, it was a crazy because they also just hired all of these criminals because they didn't, mm-hmm. they just were working them to the bone. And, um, Anyway, it's you you have to see it. I just watched one episode of it. I think it's like a three-part series and there's only one one was out when I saw it and it was so 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 good. So good. Like I can't wait for the next one. Really? I I it just it it seems so improbable, but I believe you. When you see it we'll talk about it. I should have made you watch it. This is see this is what a professional podcast would do. They would have said like watch this and then we'll discuss. But now we'll, <laughs> now I'll discuss this week and you can discuss when you watch it. This Which is, is how we do it. Which is generally our pattern. Yes, it's that how, is it's our pattern. It's it's how we do it. Um what else? I oh, I know what we have to talk about. That crazy article in the Times about how everybody from all these people from Vanity Fair are working at this roofing company. Oh my god, this or was... what Graydon Carter, what Graydon Carter referred to as in the piece, a very glamorous roofing company. <laughs> this is the this is the I was just like, oh, of course this is where publishing goes. Of course. No. <laughs> So, so, so back up, so back up some context. There's an article in the New York times. Like why, why is this roofing? Why does this roofing company have like, you know, 11 or a dozen vanity fair employees working for it. Right. So there's this thing it's called like standardized roofing company or something. And for some reason, when all of the Vanity Fair people got laid off, when they did like the reorg of Vanity Fair, because also all magazines are shrinking, all of these like very fancy Vanity Fair people went to work at this 
roofing company. At a roofing company. And one of the guys was like, you know, it really is a very classy place. <laughs> like trying to, it, it is just like walking through the halls of Vanity Fair. Now, and it, 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 it is so absurd on so many levels. <laughs> it makes me so happy. And I don't give a shit, you know, more power to everybody who found a, a second chapter or a pivot after magazines died. <laughs> like more. That's not what it's about. It's about these ridiculous, stupid people having to prove that their roofing company is somehow as fabulous as Vanity Fair was. It's amazing. And like and, and to be fair, so these these guys who own this roofing company and it's a roofing supply company and it started in Jersey and it's like a multi like these people are multi, multi million like several times over so rich that they've actually invested in some media, including this thing called puck and like a couple of an airmail maybe. So, I mean, they've invested in a bunch of media, but this isn't what we're talking about. I'm at, like, actually like the celebrity booker from vanity fair, or the PR person from vanity fair is now working at this roofing company. Cause these guys who own this place want to seem like glamorous. They want their roof and yeah, sophisticated. They want, yes. They want to glom some sophistication. <laughs> I can't speak anymore. That's the other thing I was going to say. I just can't speak sentences anymore. I, I, well, I can't, my Ritalin came in. So like, yay. So, yay. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. My Ritalin, I'm so happy for you. My Ritalin came in, but it's a new prescription. It's a new type. And like, I was like, what is wrong with me? I don't feel right on this Ritalin. And then I looked up all of this, the, the new side effects. And one of them was excessive sweating. And I was like, come <laughs> no, on. Like, not fair. Not like... All I want is a brain that works. That's it. Like, I don't need to just be sweating like this. <laughs> no, it's it's undignified. It really, it really is. Like, thank God, thank God I'm not out there searching for a partner at this at this moment in life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's just a lot. It's just a lot that I would have to like explain away, you know. <laughs> Oh, oh all God. right. Roofers. Oh okay. Let's do a couple before we wrap up. Let's do a couple of listener questions. Okay. Now a friend of mine sent one. They wanted it to be anonymous. Okay. So they sent it to me. Can it's, I read this one? It's, it, it's yes. kind of lengthy. You, you can okay. read it and all of our questions are anonymous. So yes, continue. <laughs> okay. But on Facebook, it says their name. Yes, so. that's true. Okay. My mother-in-law used to be my idol. She's a glamorous single woman and super social and worldly. She spends a lot of time in Paris. She always seemed to be a paragon of how to age iconically. Over the past few years, the sheen has started to wear off. Now she is older and life is harder and her friends are ailing and she comes across more and more as a self-important grump. And I find it hard to keep a straight face when she comes over and offers her opinions on everything from why whatever popular culture I'm currently enjoying, quote, isn't my type of thing to how my own parents' vacation plans, they go on group tours, strike her as, quote, rather conventional. Clearly, she is super depressed but, and lonely, but it manifests as snobbery. And I just want to have a relationship with her again. Is there anything you can offer in the way of advice besides edibles? I would be content with a bit of wisdom on how to be in her company for, say, 24 hours without sending my friends 494-848 emergency shit-talking texts. How can I maintain my peace of mind? Um. Well, 
this happens to be a very close to my heart situation as I exist in a very similar similar realm with my mother-in-law who I love very much um, and who I've seen go through these periods exactly the same. And she is also a very elegant woman and a woman of taste and refinement. Um, I think it's, I think it's very simple and it's, it's annoyingly simple, but it's compassion. Yeah. I mean, I look at the changes in my mom too. You know, they change, they get older and they change. And I think that a lot of the change is is, 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 um, is, is driven by fear, you know? Yeah. And just, you know, friends start dying. Friends don't remember you anymore. You know, it's coming for you next. And I think people like my mother has definitely gotten more sensitive. Yeah. And I can no longer say to her, mom, that's ridiculous. You would have laughed about that five years ago because that's where she is. And it's kind of like, I meet her where she is. And I like, you know, if I swallow whatever irritation, which is usually pretty petty that I have at her about whatever, because she's, you know, this is just how she is now. She's not changing back. No. And I think that we can really apply meaning to, we can apply our own meaning to statements and comments that are that really means something else, right? Like I know, I know that my mother-in-law thinks she's being helpful when she, when she gives me a critique of my hair, which she does very frequently because she thinks I should have <laughs> short hair. She does not think I should have long hair or, you know, my parenting or, you know, something I'm wearing or anything like all of those things. So I think there's a couple of things here. First off, you, you get to manage the relationship. You get to have, create the boundaries that you need to create. But I think that my mother-in-law really thinks that she's being helpful when she says those things to me. Like, I think that she mm -hmm. really does think that she's giving me important information. But I also think that people don't think about what they're saying as much as we think that they do. And it's just when you're alone, when you're older, when you are maybe not seeing people as much, you're not as much in the fold, you're kind of just trying to be relevant and useful. And you don't know how anymore because yeah. your life is more limited. And this isn't yeah. the case for everyone. And it might not even be the case for, for my relatives, for this person's relatives, but really just thinking about, well, why would somebody say that to me? This person's not trying to hurt me. And then just kind right. of having compassion and just letting it roll over you. Like who gives a shit? It doesn't really hurt you, you know, if you don't let it. I know the whole, the, the line though, about like her criticizing this woman's parents' choice of vacation like that, I would have a very hard time with that. Yeah. But, but you know, you what? have to, you have to just, yeah, this is her journey and it doesn't look especially pleasant. Yeah. And you know, we don't know. There's so much that I think about now about even being my age when I was younger that I would, cause I'm like a sour person and I'm like, Oh, what are they doing? Like, I, like, I can be those ways. I can be really critical now because I'm older, I'm grumpy. You know, I, I could see myself falling into those places, right? And mm -hmm. what keeps me out of it is being actively engaged in life and having a lot of friends and seeing people and all of it. And I wonder how much worse that's going to get as I get older. I just, I just think we don't know what it's like to be that age and we just have to be compassionate. Yep. 
I think that's good advice. That's the, that's the that's only really thing, but advice. not to say it's not annoying and not to say that the, the clock doesn't start like the moment you're in one of these situations and by 24 hours, you're like about to explode. But also just being like, yeah, sure. Somebody told me the other day that like, when you have an unpleasant person in your life, like the best thing you can do is just, um, respond super pleasantly to like, Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. That's a you know what? I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Sometimes that really doesn't work though. Yeah. But if, but it's satisfying when it does. <laughs> it is. I have a friend who, when, when people were rude to her, like in a store or something, she would say, are you having a tough day? Yeah. Are you okay. Yeah. And that seemed to work pretty well. Or just agreeing though, is what I'm saying. Like, oh yeah, yeah. that TV. Oh yeah. I guess that is a conventional trip. Who cares? Yeah. Cause all it kind of is true. Who cares? You're just, you're, you're giving this person a moment of satisfaction. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt you at all. And then it passes. It's better than you getting stressed. Almost like, almost like becoming like a robot, you know, like almost like, yeah. almost like you just have one of those. Well, I don't know. You didn't have, you probably never had the Mr. T voice effects box that every, they gave out for years, but anyway, <laughs> it had all the different uh, sayings that Mr. T said, and you could press different buttons. I pity the fool, whatever. Every parent had mm -hmm. these. They just would not anyway this is how i feel sometimes when i'm with any kind of parent that i'm just saying yeah oh well yeah that sounds that's interesting and you're just like ro rotating through the same comments back until you can get into a conversation that you can actually engage in right um okay should we read another question let's read another question um oh 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 this person needs a new caftan oh yes you know this you are really good at this I need a caftan for an upcoming trip to Morocco. Oh, that sounds fun. No kidding. I would say save, number one, I would say save up and buy them in Morocco. Yeah. But but there is a brand that I like very much. They're a newish brand, I think. They're called Everyday Ritual. They're black owned and founded. They sell it at Nordstrom and also at um, on their own website, probably at Saks and other stores like that too. And they're, you know, not cheap, but also pretty reasonable. And they are not sheer for the most part. They're less sheer than most caftans. I, I wear them to sleep. I wear them to walk down the street. I wear them for many different things. They're great caftans. That's, uh, that's excellent advice. I have not gotten into the caftan game yet in my life. I feel too loose underneath them. <laughs> you feel fit. Yeah, I understand. That. I just feel like it's just too much of my body, like underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want more clothes somehow. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's too much. Um, I just hadn't thought that is not even relevant, except that I wanted to tell listeners, this is nothing to do with caftans, but I wanted to tell listeners that, uh, we have not been really booking guests over the summer. It's hard to book guests in August. Um, so, but this is probably our last just us episode for a while. True. If, if they're, if they're sick of us talking <laughs> to each other. <laughs> Um, you can hear someone else. You can hear someone else. You can hear someone else. Also wanted to say, we're going to have a live event on the Patreon this week for patrons. So if anyone is, anybody wants to join us for a live event this week on Patreon, um, we will be there over zoom. Um, I don't know what the, I don't know what the theme will be, but I, 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 I suspect it will be something like midlife midlife uh, <laughs> malaise. I don't know. I feel like anyway, and that is, that's why I thought of it because there's the next question is how do you deal with midlife malaise? Is it just me? Well, no, no. And, 
you start a podcast Mm -hmm. and you talk about it all the time or you write about it or you like, you know, start making collage or doing some other thing that allows you to have an outlet for your feelings of malaise. Um, I, so I write about midlife. I write about all of these feelings on the Patreon like twice a week, but I try to sneak it in with like recommendations for concealer. Um, but you know, I, I'm up and down all the time. I've recently, as of this week, I started doing cardio again every morning with the class. I've been doing like a 15 minute, like I'm so inconsistent, but I've been doing 15 minutes of cardio every morning for the past five days. And it has changed my mood significantly. I meditate. That's amazing. I meditate for 12 minutes every morning. 12 minutes isn't, I don't know why it's 12, but that I do that. I've been doing that consistently and I'm still depressed half the time and anxious the other half. But I also, you know, I, I, as discussed many times, I, I use marijuana to cope. Um, as do I, I got, I, my important first step towards exercise is that I got a new yoga mat. Yay. (laughs) I ordered a new yoga mat. Sometimes that's it. I'm going to start with some gentle yoga because of my knees. We got some very helpful suggestions when we were talking about bad knees and what exercise is good for them. Yes. Yes. A lot of people said weights and I know weights are supposed to be a big thing for women our age. I know. I have a kettlebell. Kettle. It's not a ball. It's a bell. I have a kettlebell, but I don't ever, I don't use it. I just feel like. I should go lift it and shit. I know I should go lift it, but I'm really just, I really, I just want to get my heart pumping. I just, I'm going to get an Apple watch. I want to see how my heart is going. Like, I feel like if I walk a little bit, I do some yoga and I get my heart pumping for now, that's good. And I know I need to lift weights eventually to, um, so that I don't, I don't know. So my arms don't fell off. I don't like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, it's just like, I know it's like to hold your body together, but I have to do that at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Another question. Should we do one more question? One more question. And then we will be wrapping up this episode. Um, (laughs) This might be too grim or personal, but Kim has spoken about episodes of depression in the past. I would really benefit from hearing how to support a depressed loved one. This is a very good question. This is an excellent question. Um, Call them, visit them, be there for them, even if it's really fucking boring and they're just curled up on the sofa hugging a pillow. Do not tell them to take a walk. Do not tell them to go to the gym. Those things are things that might make them feel better, but everybody else has already told them that and they don't want to hear it. Um, Don't tell them to snap out of it. Don't ask them why they're depressed. I mean, I guess you can ask people, I mean, I guess I'm thinking because a lot of people who suffer from depression, it's not. And and one thing I think people who haven't suffered from depression have a hard time understanding is it's not a one-to-one relationship. Sometimes it is. This bad thing happened and then I got depressed. But for people who suffer from depression, it's just the depression is an end into itself. It just, it exists and it wasn't triggered by anything. Yeah. Yeah. And trying to get people to understand that there is no reason for this is, is very hard. I mean, I know I sound like I'm saying lots of don't do this, but it's, I think talking prescriptively to somebody who's going through something you may or may not understand is just never a good idea. Yeah. 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 I mean, although, you know, and not although the, 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 the issue is, is that our first instinct is to, is to fix it. 
are mm-hmm. watching somebody be in pain. It's just like, you just want to fix it. You just, it's because it's almost intolerable sometimes to watch yeah. someone you love being in that much pain. So you're True. just like, okay, what, what can I do that feels like I'm doing something, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Going for a walk is, uh, yeah. Um, how about, how about when, you know, this is, this won't feel like this tomorrow. I think that there's, I think that there's some truth to saying to people like something's going to come next. Yeah. I know you don't like, and that when I, when I had my first really serious depression, I didn't believe that something was going to come next. I thought this was how I was. If you're depressed long enough, you think this is how I've always been. Yeah. Yeah. But saying like, you know, some version of like, this could all feel different tomorrow isn't going to really resonate with somebody who has lost all perspective. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it is true, like working out, great thing to do if you're depressed. They've found that people who do cardio seven days a week, really heavy, can go without antidepressants in some cases. Wow. Wow. But um, but a person who is very depressed is so fucking far away from going to the gym right? in most cases, in many cases, or at least in my case. <laughs> right. Um, it just... I think the things, the people who I could hang with when I was depressed were the people who would just hang with me yeah, on my terms. And that's really what it's about. It, they may seem like really boring, unglamorous terms, but if that person knows they can reach out to you, then they will reach out to you. Yeah. And not try to change, not try to change the situation, just full acceptance and just being there, knowing that your presence is, you know, knowing that your presence is meaningful and not trying to solve, solve the issue. Yeah. I mean, one time, um, when I was very depressed, my brother Mike said to me that he knew of a man who had lost his, I think, wife and child in a plane accident. And he woke up every day and said, I'm a happy person. I'm a happy person until he was happy again. And I said, Mike, he was a happy person. Right. You know, like if it was that easy, no, you know, and, and it's like this for any kind of, you know, any sort of thing that's sort of neurodivergent of any kind. You know, I had somebody sort of I mean, really just getting on me the other day about like an administrative task I had not completed. And I was like, I have ADHD. Like I am incredibly overwhelmed by this situation. Like even thinking, even you talking to me about it is overwhelming. It's like something I should have done. I'm paying money for it, but I don't understand it. And why is this, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like, this person doesn't have any, they just, their brain doesn't work like that. They have no understanding of how overwhelming every small task is for me. Like just completing it, you know? And I, I understand that from the outside, it just looks like such a simple thing, such a simple thing. Go work out, go tell yourself you're happy. It's just not, it's just like, that's not how this machine is built. No. And it, it makes people who fail at doing those things feel like they are lazy. That's right. That's right. And that's, that is, that is really objectionable. And it just exacerbates the problem. Honestly, it just exacerbates the self-esteem and the shame spiral. It just exacerbates the whole, the whole stew. So, or just, that's not, that is a mixed metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think that, I think that, you know, uh, this is sort of the theme of the answers to all of this week's questions. It's like, we don't know how, 
other people's experiences of the world. Like we don't know how that person's mother-in-law's experiences of the world. We don't know how a depressed person, we just don't know. So we shouldn't yeah. be giving advice. And this is my whole thing about fucking gurus, like in general, like they're all full of shit because <laughs> we can't know. We can't know a person's individual experience. Right. We can hold space for each other, but we just can't, and you know, and be there, be present, but we just can't know. So like any one individual advice is not going to work for everybody. You know, it's just not. Right. And also right. you're, and you're getting fucking rich in the process. Ugh, gross. <laughs> um, on that gross. note, on that, no- <laughs> on that note, on that delightful note, on that delightful note, thanks for your questions, everybody. And thanks for listening to everything is fine. We are your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. And this is our last episode of the summer. If you like this show, please rate and review it across the platforms. We read five-star reviews sometimes, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you want to support the production of the show, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash everything is fine. We do live events there. We blog there. We do um, special episodes there. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at EIF Podcast. We also are on Facebook with a robust and private Facebook group. You can find Kim on her Substack, kimfrance.substack.com, girls of a certain age. You can find me on Patreon mostly. Um, the show is mixed and edited by Natalie Rivera. Natalie, thank you for, for dealing with Kim's cold this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will be back next week um, on Labor Day, I guess. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.